Let us continue from Daniel 3.29 and verse 30. Therefore I make a decree that every people, nation, and language which speak anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces, and their houses shall be made a dunghill, because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar was a king who served other gods, not the God of Israel. But if you speak against their God, the God of Israel, you will be severely punished. So this is him talking to his subjects. This is because there is no other God who can save you from the fiery pit. So in other words, the pagan gods of Babylon they believed in could not do that. But ironically, they still believed in them. Nebuchadnezzar recognized the God of Israel, the Jewish people were worshipping as the mightiest. Better than many religious people of modern times. That's why God appointed Nebuchadnezzar and his generation as a king to rule over the entire world. But God just used him as a servant. He chose Nebuchadnezzar to rule and chastise the Jews. God also uses the devil as a servant because the time has not yet come. Satan has been serving God even today. However, while Nebuchadnezzar said this, he did not acknowledge the God of Israel, that he was the true God, and that the other gods were counterfeits. Obviously, Nebuchadnezzar praises the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, but he has no will to serve him. Many people come to church and praise Jesus Christ and glorify the Heavenly Father, yet have no desire to serve him. That is an unbeliever serving another God, another Jesus. If you truly believe that God manifested in flesh as Jesus Christ, is the one and only God who can save you from death and deliver you from hell, then you can serve him. Serving God means being able to go out with gratitude no matter what the circumstances that God allows. Unfortunately, people today worship other gods, another Jesus conjured up from within their own hearts, who only blesses them via another gospel. Pastors serve Jesus who only revives their churches. Nebuchadnezzar knelt down and bowed down to Daniel and gave him many gifts, a simple gesture which was way better than today's Christians. Nebuchadnezzar acknowledged God as another God, one of many, but not as the absolute almighty creator. There is no other God who can rescue them like this. He did lay down a decree to never speak against God. This just shows that God of Israel is the greatest, does it not? And yet the king himself did not turn from serving his pagan gods. Korean ministers who did not worship Shinto shrines during the Japanese colonial occupation of Korea truly believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. The faithful few who lived according to the words our Lord asked Martha, even if it meant their death. John eleven twenty five and 26, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yea, shall he live, and whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Do you really believe in these words, Martha? And when she acknowledged, he called and resurrected Lazarus. So why don't Christians today experience God's saving power in their lives? Why can't we experience God who saves us not only from hell, but also from death and hardships of life? It's because we don't trust him. God has led you to such a place and want you to experience how he will lead you from there. But people just don't want to. When there is trouble, it is just resentment and anger. 
Apostle Paul said, Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and necessities and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. 2 Corinthians 12.10 When he was thankful, God saved him because Paul fully trusted in the Lord. Many typically fear over physical carnal issues, not believing in the scripture, though he were dead, yet shall he live, and yet claim to be a Christian. Such times we are living. Think about it for a second. Babylon is where everyone serves many other pagan gods, except for Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men are a model of the Jewish remnant during the Great Tribulation, and at the same time a model of the true Christians remaining in the end times, before the rapture. Since the majority today is not like this, it is just a religious act to worship on Sundays. There is not much difference between modern day Christians and the people of the world once they go outside the church. There is one thing that Nebuchadnezzar clearly gets wrong here. He didn't understand the greatest proof that what makes God the God. A God must have the ability to save salvation from death and hell. Fast forward to Daniel 6.27, he delivereth and rescueth, and he worketh signs and wonders in heaven and in earth, who hath delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. This is what King Darius says when Daniel comes out of the lion's den alive. Darius, Cyrus, and Nebuchadnezzar are much better people than those who claim to be Christian presidents. A true God delivers and rescues. Psalm 50 verse 15 says, And call upon me in the day of trouble, I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. Glorifying God is not done by dressed up in expensive clothes and luxury goods, and singing hallelujah only when all is well and everyone in the family are in good health. What glorifies God is when I rely on the Lord in the midst of my difficulties, trusting Him completely and believing in God who saves me from the mouth of the lion and mouth of the devil in the midst of death, ultimately experiencing His helping hand who saves me as I am grateful to the end. This is what glorifying God means. If God puts people into some stressful events to gain a little glory from them, they simply can't handle it or won't withstand it and fall into temptation, being deceived. Then you can't experience God's help. We must experience God who saves us from distresses, trials, and persecutions now and today while we are still living on this earth. Only then can we overcome the various trials that are thrown at us. If we believe that Jesus Christ, the Creator, and God we believe in, is the one and only true God, then we must believe that He can save us from all suffering, pain, sin, and hell. If not, He is no of use. He is not a true God. For those who go to church, including us, are you really happy when you say that you go to church? Second question, are you sure that your sins are forgiven? And third, are you sure you won't go to hell if you die today? If you cannot answer yes to any of these questions, that is proof that you are not yet saved. It is very simple. So in other words, all of us are dead already. Since the body is dying and decaying and is already considered dead, and when you accept Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit comes in only when your sins are forgiven. And the Spirit of Jesus, who is God, is the Spirit of prophecy. And anyone who does so can see their future clearly. Today, people do not receive the true spirit of prophecy, but rather receive another spirit 
and they like to receive prophecies about how well their personal business and children will do in the future. The real prophecy is that when I am forgiven, the Spirit of God comes in, otherwise you'll die. I am 100% sure I am not going to hell. I am going to meet the Lord when He returns. And if you have this certainty, you have received the Spirit of prophecy, the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, people go to church to solve their problems of the corrupted world while still serving many other gods. It's a pity how churches across the world are filled with these sort of people. That's why we all need to examine ourselves. Is the God I really believe in Jesus Christ or some other God? Is Jesus Christ, the God I believe in, really the God who can deliver me from death, hell, and all suffering? And do I really believe in Him? Happy is he who believes in the Lord. People who are doing well on earth are rather unfortunate. Truly happy are those who have experienced God's helping hand of deliverance at unthinkable moments. When we call on the Lord, He hears us and saves us no matter how difficult our situations may be. That's when the Lord is glorified. The Lord received glory through Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. If they hadn't been thrown into the lion's den or the fiery furnace, they wouldn't have experienced deliverance. When the three men went into the furnace, another man appeared and Nebuchadnezzar said, The form of the fourth is like the Son of God. But the NIV or other revised Bible translations say a son of the gods with a small g and a small s. Not only the translators did not recognize Jesus Christ, but they do not believe in him either. But rather, Nebuchadnezzar said, like the Son of God with capital letters S and G, while theologians and perverted Bible translators believed it to be a son of the gods. Unregenerate theologians altered the Bible because that was a son of many gods they worshipped. What happens when pastors learn from and teach a such a Bible? A corrupted Bible. The problem of serving and worshiping other gods arises in the church. The Apostle Paul served the true God, Jesus Christ, who he constantly testified of, which upsets many during that time, labeling him as a heretic and imprisoning him. The reason being, many testified about Christ back then, but they also preached other gods as well. The Apostle Paul said he rejoiced that Christ is preached, whether for good or evil even if he is preached with evil intent. When the Holy Spirit works, he works as the true Christ for them. As it is recorded in the Bible through Nebuchadnezzar, that God of Israel is the one and only Almighty God. Nebuchadnezzar probably did not know that his words were recorded in the Bible since he has been long dead. Continuing with Daniel chapter 4, verse 1, 2, and 3. Nebuchadnezzar the king unto all people, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth. Peace be multiplied unto you. I thought it good to show the signs and wonders that the high God hath wrought toward me, how great are his signs, and how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and his dominion is from generation to generation. The time of the Gentiles begin with Nebuchadnezzar's Babylon. All the sanctuaries of the nation of Israel were burned down and destroyed so that they could not offer sacrifices. The fact that there is no tabernacle or temple means that God has left. This is how the nation of Israel was captured by Babylon. From that time, the times of the Gentiles ruling the world began. God's kingdom of heaven has departed for Israel. Jesus said, Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. 
in Luke 21:24. In other words, when Jerusalem is restored, the times of the Gentiles will come to an end. The rapture will take place and the Great Tribulation will begin. In 1967, the Eastern Jerusalem was restored from the Six-Day War. The Jews were pressured to evacuate from Samaria and Gaza during the Bush presidency from their funding billions of dollars towards moving expenses. Prime Minister Netanyahu at the time was tricked into giving an evacuation order. What happened afterwards? It's not a coincidence that the United States was hit with Hurricane Katrina for what they did to Israel. But when Netanyahu realized that Jerusalem was their God-given land, after reading the Bible, he started to build houses there again. The U.S. president at the time did not like that at all. Mitt Romney instead was favored, not only because he and his people proclaimed to be tribe of Manasseh and Joseph, which is a total lie. And then he went and prayed at the Western Wall. Even today, Prime Minister of Israel should never rely on the United States as the Old Testament times. When Israel fell into a trap while relying on Babylon, Egypt, or Assyria, half of Jerusalem has already been restored. And because of this, more Jews than Gentiles are returning to the Lord, believing that the times of the Gentiles is over. When we see broken branches sprouting, grafting and put, putting forth leaves, we must raise our heads and wake up, knowing that the time of the Lord's return is near. Again, God granted Nebuchadnezzar the dominion. In reality, it was the devil who was given the dominion by God's law of justice. After Adam and Eve sinned, they became slaves of the devil because those who have sinned are enslaved to sin. God acknowledged this. In the Gospels, when Jesus Christ came up after baptism in the Jordan River, the Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness where the devil tested him. The whole world has been given unto me. Bow down to me and I will give it to you, said the devil. But the Lord said nothing even though he created the world because he is the God of justice. He has to die in order to save us. So he gave the dominion over unto the devil. Until when? Until the second coming of Christ. And why? To make sinners like us children of God. For this reason, God is being patient with you even today. The kings and presidents of all nations were given principalities and powers by God's permission. Principalities, powers, rulers of darkness and evil spirits are the four legions of the devil that we fight against. God chose Nebuchadnezzar to rule the entire world. For Daniel 2, 37 and 38 says, Thou, O king, art a king of kings. For the God of heaven hath given thee a kingdom, power and strength and glory. And wheresoever the children of men dwell, the beasts of the field and the fowls of the heaven hath he given into thine hand, and hath made thee ruler over them all. Thou art this head of gold. You must remember this authority was given by God. When the devil, who currently rules this world, is given authority by God for a short time, because man have sinned. Therefore, with these words, King Nebuchadnezzar reaffirmed that his authority extended over all his land. Here he speaks as if he himself is God unto all people, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth. Peace be multiplied unto you. In Daniel 4 verse 1, he said this because he had been entrusted by God with the authority to rule, just as the Apostle Paul said, grace and peace be with you whenever he closed his epistles. Even today, political powers are delegated to those who are chosen according to God's will. 
Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God, and they that resisteth shall receive to themselves damnation. Romans 13 verse 1 and 2. Then in verse 4 and 5, For he is the minister of God to thee for good, but if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he beareth not the sword in vain, for he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Wherefore ye must needs be subject, not only for wrath, but also for conscience' sake. If we obey the law, the police will help us. If your car breaks down, they come and help you. And if you don't, they give you a ticket. God granted them authority. And when Pastor Song was in Kavina, he went to worship with the officers at the police station once a week. It turns out the chief of police was a born-again Christian, and including the mayor himself. Nevertheless, all local gangsters in that area disappeared. Such miraculous things happen even in our modern times. Let's skip ahead to Daniel 4.17. This matter is by the decree of the watchers and the demand by the word of the holy ones, to the intent that the living may know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men and giveth it to whomsoever he will and setteth up over it to the basest of men. In the end, as mentioned before, God briefly entrusted the full sovereignty of the earth to the devil. That's why the devil divides the powers to rule the world entrusted to him one by one and distributes to many. Not just anyone becomes the president. That doesn't mean that person is a man of God. As we all know by now, they elect the obedient members among the Freemasons. Therefore, we must fight against the principalities, powers, rulers of darkness and evil spirits and the government officials set up by Satan armed with the words of the Bible. The battle is a spiritual, not of blood and flesh. We must put on the full armor of God and overcome by trusting in the Lord spiritually. We can't win if we don't put on the full armor of God. But many people claim that God is ruling currently. These sort of folks are like sitting ducks. True, God is reigning, but because of man's sin, he has delegated the authority unto Satan. That is God's law of justice. The source of sovereignty always comes from God. That's why we must obey and carry out the decrees created by these officials of the world. Only then can we be protected as they are also angels sent by God to help us as long as we do not commit crime or break the law. Daniel 4 verse 2, I thought it good to show the signs and wonders that the high God hath wrought toward me, the signs and wonders of God, which were manifested through truly mysterious events of Daniel, interpreting dreams and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego being thrown into the fiery furnace and surviving unharmed were already known across Babylon. There was no internet at the time, but such news would have spread by word of mouth like a wildfire. By now in chapter 4, Daniel interprets yet another dream. These signs and wonders are happening again, and Nebuchadnezzar thinks it's good to officially inform all his people and say, I have been given authority from God. If you tell the people about it yourself, won't the people see you as a god? It's a calculated political tactic. Politicians these days will use any good thing to raise their own status. You don't elevate somebody for the sake of that person, but elevating them and raising your status 
that makes you look good. Politics ultimately comes from Satan to deceive the masses. Daniel 4.3 How great are his signs and how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and his dominion is from generation to generation. He sure sounds like what the prophets and apostles would say. Nebuchadnezzar sure sound like the voice of the 144,000 Jews who received the seal of God during the Great Tribulation, praising the Lord and preaching the gospel of the kingdom on this earth. In the Bible, Nebuchadnezzar is a representative type of the coming future Antichrist. Of course, so is Pharaoh, Caesar, Hitler, Cain, and King Saul. All who persecute the people of God are examples of the Antichrist. The Apostle John said 2,000 years ago, the Antichrist will come, but he is already here. However, the actual Antichrist appears as the incarnation of the devil. Once such man makes his appearance into this world in a human body, this world will be out of control. And once America collapses, such character will be wrecking havoc in the world as they welcome him. The devil has to appear in a human form and take over the world. We are living in such era of the ten toes of Nebuchadnezzar's golden image. The ten toes are the ten kings of the book of Revelation. The Antichrist sets them up for a short time, allows them to rule for one hour. He then becomes an absolute dictator himself. It's all described in detail in the Bible. However, because people do not study the Bible, they have no idea what will happen. The Bible tells us when the Holy Spirit comes, he will lead us to the truth and tell us what will happen in the future. The Holy Spirit wrote the Bible through inspiring the chosen men to bear record of God's words. When you meticulously study all the verses from Genesis to Revelation, you will know God's will and the future biblical events that coincide with our timeline. And such people can rebuke politicians, just like Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did. Pastors can do that too. They can rebuke them while speaking boldly about what will happen in the future. But you can't if you follow the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and pride of this life instead of the Lord Jesus Christ because you are chasing after other gods. And these are also other gods as well. The lust of the flesh, I myself, my own fleshy body, is another god. Your eyes, honor, the pride of life, even church elders run for presidency to boast themselves in this life. Now we all know Joseph from the Old Testament as he is a representative figure among many who are types of Christ found in the Bible. And yet he could not serve God perfectly because he deceived by hiding the silver cup in Benjamin's money bag. So he's not 100% perfect. The same with Moses and David. Romans 3.10 says, As it is written, there is none righteous. No, not one. The only righteous is Jesus Christ, God manifested as a man. Therefore, when the Antichrist makes a covenant with the Jews during the Great Tribulation and takes a favorable attitude toward them until the middle of the Great Tribulation, the Antichrist would probably speak as if he were praising God like Nebuchadnezzar did. So the Jews would follow him. But when he sits down on the throne in the temple during the last three and a half years of the tribulation and says, I am God, serve me, the Jews will flee to the mountains, just as Jesus said. But when ye shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing where it ought not, let him that readeth understand, then let them that be in Judea flee to the mountains.
in Mark 13, verse 14. And also in the book of Ezekiel, they all flee to the mountains. They have nothing to eat. They are needy. Some get caught and thrown into jail. And some get sick from starvation. When Jesus returns at the end of the tribulation and gathered all the nations, dividing them into sheep and goats, he said to the sheep nations, For I was in a hungered, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in, naked, and ye clothed me. I was sick, ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye came unto me. In Matthew twenty-five, thirty-five and 36. In this context, brethren, in this chapter, Matthew 25, are the Jews during the tribulation. But if you interpret this, brethren, to be Christian, that's a false doctrine. God can use anyone he wants. From the time that Nebuchadnezzar was used for a short while, the time of the Gentiles started and has not yet come to an end. But we are almost there. Once we are there, the Lord will come to take away the bride of Christ, and everyone who's been religiously attending church, serving many other gods, believing in many other gospels, will fall into the Great Tribulation. And those who go through the purification process and repent and keep their faith will be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. Those who keep their faith without receiving the mark of the beast will be able to enter the Millennial Kingdom. However, those who do not will all die, just as in the days of Noah. This is right before our eyes now, and people don't realize this because they are in the darkness. They are blindly wandering in the darkness even today because they have not received the Holy Spirit and do not know the Word of God at all. Let us pray. Father God, thank you for making us realize many things through the book of Daniel today. We truly confess our Lord Jesus Christ is the only true God who truly saves us from sin, death, and hell. And no matter what happens to us, we will only trust in you, O Lord. When we trust in you, we glorify you every time you deliver us. Father God, we want you to sustain us and fill us with your Holy Spirit. Please give the same grace unto all who hear the word and help each and every one of us to become powerful who keep the faith like Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in today's Babylon-like world, and also help us to all enjoy the joy of the remission of sins and glorify the Lord by living in faith that we will live even if we were to die today. Only a few kept their faith and became sacrifices for martyrdom during the Shinto shrine worship during the Japanese colonial occupation of Korea. Reflecting upon this grave mistake, we pray all Christians today examine themselves by checking their faith asking whether the God I believe is the God of Israel or another God. Help us to remember and wake to the words of the Apostle Paul. Another spirit, another Jesus, and another gospel are well received among you. We thank and pray in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.